Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour. Couldn't do it without my guests this week. We're all talking about miles that matter, the upcoming Pikesville 5K run and walk on November 14th. And uh, two of the recipients or who are going to be getting, um, you know, beneficiaries, I should say, of the race. Uh, first of all, we have Beth Reingold. She is the president of the newly named Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce. You might have known them for years as the Pikesville Owings Mills Regional Chamber of Commerce. Beth, I think that Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce flows a little more easily, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, you should have tried answering the phone to our former name. It took me forever. Um, <laughs> so it is it is much more concise. Awesome. And we're also going to be joined in a bit by uh, Mary Kay D. Ubaldo. She is the executive director of There Goes My Hero, another beneficiary of the Miles That Matter Pikesville 5K Run and Walk coming up November 14th. And Mary, uh, it's such an important organization. We can't wait to get your reaction to being a beneficiary and also hear all about the organization as well. Thank you, Gina and Beth. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have both of you, and we all have some personal connections to each other, too. We'll get into all of that, but I guess first up, Beth, you've been with the Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce now for about your third year, right? Yes, this is my third year as president and CEO, and uh, I'm just very excited to be part of the chamber. Yeah, that's great. Now, were you, uh, a, you know, a big part of the name change? And kind of tell us a little history of how that came to be. We mentioned it's sure. easier to say, but I'm sure there's other more important, uh, you know, yeah, things to yeah. Say. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for asking, Gina. Uh, we began as the Pikesville Chamber of Commerce about 40 years ago. And then uh, about six years ago, we saw our membership was expanding into Owings Mills. So the chamber decided that the name needed to reflect that move. And it didn't, it didn't work as well as we had anticipated. And I'll tell you, it, it was a mouthful, like you said at the, at the introduction. And it also wasn't entirely representative of our membership. 30% of our chamber membership is outside the Pikesville Owings Mills zip code area. So over the pandemic, we really had time to take a deep dive into our membership, who we are as a chamber, and realized that we're really Greater Baltimore serving Pikesville Owings Mills, Reisterstown, and Northwest Baltimore. So our chamber represents basically businesses up and down Route 140, Reisterstown, all the way right to the county city line. Some of our businesses are just right across that line. And now we feel like our name truly represents and is inclusive of everybody. Yeah, that's I can totally understand why you did that. And does the Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce also maintain a brick and mortar office? And if so, where is that? 
We do. We do have an office in Pikesville on Church Lane, not too far from the Pikesville Library and Senior Center. We're, we're really glad to offer this. So once businesses, small businesses in particular, feel comfortable getting out and about, we actually have space that our members can use, a small conference area, and they have access to our small business tools. And um, we're really the only one in the area that, that has that. Oh, cool. And has this uh, has your organization become even more important to small business during COVID-19? I can almost guess the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, Gina. You're absolutely right. And I um, I have to say that it was just like eight months into my job um, as a new chamber president <laughs> that the pandemic hit. And my goodness, um, that was that was really tough uh, because everybody's heads were spinning. But what I found was that businesses needed chambers more than ever because there was so much information. So it was my job and our chamber's job to really push out the, the crucial information, information about PPP. You know, in the very beginning, people didn't even know the difference between PPE and PPP. You're, you're <laughs> really right. confusing. You're right. Yeah. And now we're experts, unfortunately, because we've had to be. But yep. Now, now we're experts. So we've really taken our businesses from the beginning of the pandemic to, you know, how do you reopen your business? How do you how do you keep your customers safe? How do you keep your employees safe? Can you um, mandate vaccines? You know, it's it's the whole gamut. And I'm delighted to say we heard from so many members who said you helped us so much through this pandemic and we we helped businesses pivot and and that's what we're here for as a chamber whether we're supporting our nonprofit members our corporate members our small businesses we're here to keep the economy you know working to keep it vital and and to keep our residents you know comfortable and healthy and it's good to know you serve both uh, the corporate community and also our nonprofits as well that's good to know I don't think I realized that yeah, yeah. And so some of all of that that you mentioned that you're helping small business and the, really the lifeblood of uh, of our communities, um, that that's sort of what some of the money that you're going to be um, the beneficiary of is going to help out to keep those services going uh, for as long as you, people need them, right? Yeah, great, great comment, Gina. Um, we, we represent a large geographic scope in Baltimore County and part of who we represent is Pikesville, of course. And Pikesville is designated as a commercial revitalization district. The economy has been hurting in Pikesville and we're here to bring it back. Um, and so part of the funds raised through this 5K support those revitalization efforts. We work closely with Baltimore County government, um, and we get, we get, um, um, county and state and at sometimes federal dollars to assist with the revitalization. Um, but this 5K is instrumental in uh, providing us with the funds to support those businesses, to support streetscaping specifically, um, to uh, provide our small businesses with networking resources, with access to small business tools. Um, we're here to provide it all, but as a nonprofit, a, a chambers of commerce are actually 501c6s. 
Um, we're membership driven. So what covers um, our expenses and our ability to provide services are membership dues and fundraisers like the 5K. That's good to know the difference. We normally talk to 501c3s that people know as your traditional nonprofit organization. But um, with the C6, I imagine that means that you can get the membership dues, but it all goes back to the cause, right? That's correct. Gotcha. Um, because you're getting some of those member services. Um, so then if people are thinking, like, why is a chamber managing a 5K? And you might ask yourself that on some busy days, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, our chamber does this 5K. This is the 20th year, I should mention. Oh, so it's great. a big year for our 5K and our 20th year coming out of a pandemic. Last year, the 5K was virtual. And the reason behind the 5K is because a chamber is not just about the business community, we're about community. And bringing, uh, bringing our residents together, bringing our business community together in, um, in support of something bigger than ourselves. So whether it's giving back to the community or supporting cancer research. And the history of our 5K has always been to support a charity. Um, in the past 15 years at least, the, uh, the 5K has always supported cancer research in some shape or form. Um, and so it began where we, uh, and, and we're really proud of this history, um, the 5K began by supporting the um, Greenbaum Foundation through the University of Maryland. Um, then, uh, then the Greenbaum Foundation actually formed their own 5K and marathon, half marathon, I should say. And then we supported the Almond Foundation, which is another great um, cancer organization that provides services for young adults impacted by cancer. And um, most recently, there goes my hero. And we just love working with these nonprofits and seeing them grow and seeing the 5K as sort of a springboard for helping these cancer nonprofits grow bigger, get more exposure, and raise more money for such a great cause. It really is. And in a moment, we're going we're gonna to introduce Mary Kay Diabaldo, again, uh, the executive director of There Goes My Hero, and find out all the great work they do. We've had Ullman Foundation on this show before as well. Excellent organization. So thank you for sharing um, some of these funds with vital organizations like that that help those who are dealing with cancer of all ages and all types. Um, So most important, I guess, question would be how do people get registered? And, um, you know, are there any deals to be a team or, you know, get your businesses together? There's still time for all that, right? Because we've got uh, it's November 14th. So there's still plenty of time for people to register. Is that right? There's plenty of time to register. We want to reassure everybody that all proper COVID protocols will be in place to keep folks safe. So we want everyone to know that all that information is on the run sign up page. The easiest link to remember to sign up for the race is uh, greaterbaltimorechamber.org. .org. That's important. Um, you'll see a 5K link. Uh, on the site. So you can register. Um, <clears throat> we want to encourage families to register. We have lots of mom and dads who come with strollers with little kids. Um, kids can register too if they want and they'll get a t-shirt. 
But also we want to encourage our businesses, small, large, medium, doesn't matter. The 5K is a great way to form a team for your business, wear your, wear your corporate t-shirts with your logos, run, walk as a team, um, get exposure, and, and do so, again, supporting a great cause with There Goes My Hero. That's awesome. And um, so people can get involved that way, again, going to greaterbaltimorechamber.org. And I think we've learned, is there anything else people need to know about where that money raised goes? Or I think we sort of covered that in the first half of our conversation, unless I've left something out. Nope, you got it, Gina. Excellent. So now would be a great time to uh, pass the uh, the baton, so to speak, in our race here, which is, again, in person this year, which is so exciting. Congratulations on that. I know we've all done virtual everything, and I think we're kind of right. happy to be back <laughs> running in the outdoors again. But um, Mary Kay D. Ubaldo, she is the executive director of There Goes My Hero. And um, Mary, you've been there for how many years now? Um, four going on five years, and I have to uh, give you some props for getting my last name right, Gina. I well, appreciate that. Well, thank you. It's very important. It's the most important thing, really, honestly. Well, it, you know, in addition to what the great work you do, it there goes my hero. But we also, we had some other names that we were tossing back and forth. Uh, my coworker, Maria Dennis, who survived leukemia, and uh, our great friend, Ed Norris, with 105.7 The Fan, they both have a personal connection to this organization. Um, and, you know, Smalltimore, we often call it Baltimore, is such a generous place when we're talking about 5Ks and nonprofits and also a very small world. So if you want to kind of explain that little background and then we'll tell people exactly what you do and how they can help with your cause. Yes, Maria and Ed have been very supportive of There Goes My Hero. As you mentioned, Maria is a blood cancer survivor, and she has always created an awareness. And then I know she makes um, these beautiful coasters that she sells in small craft shops, I guess, and always donates a portion of the proceeds to us. And Ed is good friends with one of our past presidents, as well as Rob Frisch, who is co-owner of the Mount Washington Tavern. And both uh, Rob and Michelle, Ed's friend and our past president of the board, both are survivors of blood cancer. So as you said, small to more. You know, it, it's not six degrees of separation. I think it's like two. It is. It is. And you know what's great, though, because that connection is kind of really what we need uh, with to help with the International Bone Marrow Donor Registry, right? I mean, really, that, that's got to be a huge part of your mission, I would imagine, is getting people together. And we're going to get into, you know, the diversity, how important diversity is with donors these days as well. But um, it, does that help that it's becoming such a small world in that way? Yes, it does. I mean, our main mission, and we have several programs of sort of what you mentioned, is to get people registered on the bone marrow registry. Seventy percent of people, um, sort of the average white person, will find a match. Not in their family, amazingly enough, but we'll have a chance of finding a match. But there's still a lot of people out there who don't find a match. And then for people of color, whether it's African-American, Latino X, or uh, if you're biracial, you only have 20% or less chance of finding a match. That's the same true for uh, people of Asian descent also. Because bone marrow is 
uh, found, you make a match because of your DNA ancestry. So if you are Eastern European and Jewish, you would be more likely to match with someone who's Eastern European and Jewish. I am Italian, and I like to say, God forbid, if I uh, needed a bone marrow transplant, I would be down in Little Italy knocking on doors, <laughs> asking people to swab. It's a simple, simple cheek swab. People in times of COVID, you hear swab and they think, oh, my God, you're going to put a Q-tip up my nose. Now, it's a simple cheek swab. That's all it is. And, you know, I'm Italian too, Mary, so I'd be happy oh. to help you out. <laughs> That's another small world thing. Is is there a, like an age limit or, um, you know, requirement? Are there any other, like without getting too technical, can yeah. anybody be a donor? Let us know who can help that might even be listening to this program, hopefully, that might be able to help you out. The main requirement is that you must be 18 to 55 with the sweet spot of the best bone marrow is around 18 to 30 because people who are 18 to 30 haven't developed lots of uh, vices like the rest of us. They're more (laughs) active, they're more fit, they're healthier. Um, But we've had people who in their 40s have been a match. So that's the main requirement. There are some medical exclusions, but you can go to our website, therego'smyhero.org, and find out what those medical exclusions are. But there aren't too, too many that keep people off the bone marrow registry. Gotcha. And how do we uh, work on the diversity and help you do that? Is it just a matter of serving the underserved and getting the word out to people in those communities that don't know that they can be donors and give them the information. I'm sure this this program is a start. The 5K is a start. You being on here talking about your organization is a start. But how can how can we diversify those donors and help even more people? Yes. So awareness and education are key because I don't believe a lot of people even know that there is not diversity on the bone marrow registry. So as I mentioned, you know, if you're a person of color. It is very difficult. One of our board members, um, who is uh, African-American, but her genetics are in Jamaica, so her pool of potential donors it was even whittled down more because Jamaica is not a big <laughs> island country. So um, she ended up only have 20, only having 20 matches, but with each phase, those people were disqualified, whether it's when they went through the further blood testing, they weren't as much of a match as initially indicated. They could have been pregnant. They could have, you know, been diagnosed with a disease or condition since the time they initially registered. So all 20 of hers were eventually excluded, and the only way that uh, her life was saved, because she was given six months to live. Oh, wow. The only way her life was saved was she got in a um, medical trial, and they looked on uh, the bone marrow drive for umbilical cord blood. And so she likes to say she was matched with 
like a 15-year-old baby because these parents had the foresight to put their, the cord blood on the registry, but that baby probably at that time was a teenager. She was 15 years old. Oh, wow. So that tells you how dire the situation was. And she was in a study with a Caucasian man, and his first hit on the registry was, I believe, 90 matches compared to her 20. So that gives so, you an idea of that uh, in, in the inequality there, yep. Yes, yes. So we're just looking for anyone to host a bone marrow drive, but particularly groups, fraternities, sororities uh, that serve people of color, you know, churches, places of worship, any organizations that um, serve the underrepresented, we would love to uh, come in and host a bone marrow drive and an education uh, session. That's important. So um, yes. and we'll go back to a little bit of the history about There Goes My Hero. I know that uh, bone marrow transplantation um, donor registry is a huge part of what you do, but tell us a little bit about sort of the history of the organization um, to get started and how um, how you became involved. And if, and if you have a connection to, you know, blood cancers um, yourself. Yes. So um, we're about 12 years old, and it was founded by two of our board members, Eric Sauer and Michelle Bresnick-Walsh, and they actually were in treatment together around the same time. Eric was about four months uh, ahead of her. So um, we became incorporated, I believe, in 2009, and um, Eric and Michelle both just wanted to give back. Eric was really bored because um, treatment lasts about 18 months for people with blood cancer. It's very long, and you have to get through a year with your new bone marrow to be you know, thought of as being in remission or cured. Um, so he was just very bored during his treatment, and he had a community of people that helped him. So his wife had just given birth to their child. His son was four days old when he had his bone marrow transplant. Oh, wow. So you can imagine. I always say to Eric, it's not that I don't have sympathy for you, but I have so much, you know, empathy for your wife, not knowing was she going to leave the hospital as a widow. She had a four-year-old at home. She's trying to support him. So it was really, as you can imagine, a horribly stressful time in their household. So he had a network of people. His grandparents moved in to help with child care. He had a neighbor without asking that mowed their lawn. They had a cooler in their back porch that miraculously was filled, you know, with food for them to have. And so he was like, you know, we need to create a network for those who don't have a network. And once Eric found his match through DKMS, they then said, hey, would you like to, um, you know, host bone marrow drives, and we will give you all the swabs and drive kits for free. You'll sort of be our boots on the ground representing us. So that became really important. And as more and more people 
became identified who needed a bone marrow transplant, we expanded our services. So many years ago, there was a young man who was a ninth grader at Loyola Blakefield High School. His name was Joe Gorman, and he had a very rare type of blood cancer, and he needed to find a match, and unfortunately, he never did. And they had at Loyola the night of his big bone marrow drive, well over a 1,000 people come there. And unfortunately, he passed, but his family and the Loyola community and the Notre Dame Prep community and other independent and private schools rallied around him, and now we have Join for Joe. And Join for Joe is what we call Senior Swab Day. We will go to those schools, and seniors who are 18 can join the registry in memory and honor of Joe. And so his legacy lives on. That's incredible. Wow. Thanks for the info. We're running out of time, but I want to also get your reaction. How thrilled were you when you found out that you were going to be one of the beneficiaries of the Miles That Matter Pikesville 5K Run and Walk? We were so overjoyed because not only is it great exposure for us, but it really helps us um, with much-needed funds with our services because I know we're running out of time, but we also have the Hero Fund through Hopkins where we help pay for the unanticipated costs of treatment. So if you've gone to visit anyone regularly at the hospital, you know just parking there is about $12 a day. So we will help with parking, transportation, um, meals, at Hopkins when you're there visiting, things like that. And we have a very good working relationship with the Sidney Kimmel uh, Cancer Center there and the Duffy Center for Programs um, and Services for Families. So if you can't afford those things, we help with that. So it's um, these funds and this exposure will really help us um, because, as you can imagine, the demand for services has increased, and currently there are several people locally um, looking for a bone marrow transplant or in need of our services in some way. And are there maybe even more that we don't know about, Mary? Absolutely, because the only way, because of HIPAA, <laughs> the only way we know is for people to seek us out or for a physician to refer us or a friend to refer us. So, yes, I am sure there are more than we are aware of. And there goes myhero.org is where people can get started for everything that we've talked about, right? Absolutely. And we even have a button where you can register for the race. So if our... um, Website is easier to remember than Beth's The Greater Chamber. You can find the race, and it will get you to Beth's um, website. And Beth Reingold will bring you back in the conversation here, greaterbaltimorechamber.org. That's not too difficult. You are the president and CEO (laughs) of the Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce, um, and we want people to go to greaterbaltimorechamber.org, right, to get registered for Miles That Matter, the Pikesville 5K Run and Walk, November 14th. 
That's that's correct. There's a link right on our website. Excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you so much. Um, we are in our final seconds now. So, again, that was Beth Rheingold ch- chiming in, and she is the president and CEO of Greater Baltimore Chamber of Commerce. Such a pleasure to talk to you, as well as Mary Kay D. Ubaldo. She is the executive director of the wonderful There Goes My Hero organization that you can find, again, at thereGoesMyHero.org. Thank you both so much, Mary. Thank you, too. Thank you so much, Thank Gina. You, it was Gina. a real pleasure. Yeah, and you know what? It, it really was. It, it was a wonderful conversation, and I'm, I hope we helped some people, and I hope we help with all of your initiatives. It's the least we can do. And we want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.